Amen. So I'm so excited. Uh, Pastor Mike Dunn and his family have been attending here for a while and uh, have kind of made this their church home. And um, during the season, I, I really, really, really wanted to hear him preach. And, and I felt a tug like, hey, you know, let's, let's do that next Wednesday night. And uh, so I asked him. He was available to, to speak tonight and preach. So I'm excited about that. Uh, before I bring him up, would you mind me just praying and, and kind of open up? And then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Mike tonight. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for having your hand on us for your protection. Thank you, Father, for your healing. Thank you, Father, for, for all the things that you do for us. Lord, I pray your anointing over this service tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would just have your way. Father, that you would flow through Pastor Mike as he comes up and brings the word, Lord, that you would just speak through him straight from his mouth to our hearts. Lord, let our hearts be open and, and ready to receive all that you've laid on his heart to share. In Jesus' name, would you guys give it up for Pastor Mike Dunn? God bless you. I am so excited. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like God has given me a word for the church. And it has started about five years ago that God has been walking me down this path in this word that he has given me that was not only for the church, but for me that, that the Holy Spirit says, I need my church to hear who they are. And, and so I've been walking this path. I've been walking down this road of God, help me know who I am in you. Help me know who it is that you have created me to be and what I have been created for. And in that, I have, been, I have received such freedom and such, uh, it, it's just been amazing that in, in our lives, our family, how we have seen God move over and over again and how God has been operating and how miracles have happened and we are seeing God over and over again. And, and when we applied it to our ministry and how God was doing amazing things in our ministry through the kids at the church where we were. For most of y'all that don't know, I'll tell you, I've been a children's pastor for 12 and a half years. So my ministry has been in children's ministry, but there was something unique because the Holy Spirit told me, and he said, I want you to teach these kids not as if they are kids, not as, they are, as if they are the church of the future, but that they are the church of now. He said, I do not have a miniature Holy Spirit. I only have one Holy Spirit. And he go, and so I have been teaching this and, and I've been preaching this and he's been developing in me. And, and as he was taking us into this new season where we felt like we were going to be stepping out of children's ministry, he said, Mike, I want you to, to share this with the church. Because they need to know who they are. Who we are. God, who am I? Who am I? Who am I to you? Who am I to you, the creator, the, the one who created all things? Who am I? And what have I been created for? And he showed me, and, 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 and 
I love this because this is so precious. I, I, I just, I, I, I feel God's love when I read this. I, I want you to go to Psalms 139. Most of y'all know this. You've heard it over and over again. But when you really get this down in your soul, when you really realize who you are, well, you first had to start back with when you were created. How were you created? With what were you created? With what emotions, with what love did God look upon you as he was creating you? Verse 13, we're going to start with verse 13. And it says, for I formed you, uh, no, for, for you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Now the thing that amazes me about this is, this is before we give our life to Christ. This is before we have been redeemed or renewed or, or reborn. This is from the beginning. This is who God says that we are from the beginning. From, from in our mother's womb, God has said that he has made you. Fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. I, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, God, kind of break this down for me. Make, make this make sense so that I can understand a God who can create all things, a God who knows all things, a God that is able to do all things, and yet the word fearfully be in there. I'm like, how can my God be fearful of anything? What, what moves my God, what can move my God to fear? And I was, and I, and I asked the Holy Spirit to show me, and it was really neat because I was watching the show with my daughters, and we were watching a show about these people who live out in the middle of Alaska. They can't go to the grocery store to buy food. They're reliant on the things that they can catch, grow, harvest and I'm watching this show and the Holy Spirit just starts revealing something to me as they had captured a hog you say man where are you going with this Pastor Mike where in the world did they get you where did you come from they had captured a hog but this was substance this wasn't this this was whether we're going to live or we're going to die we don't have a lot and so I'm watching them as they start to butcher this hog, and they're carefully and delicately, after they get the hair off of it, start to skin it, and they start to clean it. And I'm watching this guy, and I'm watching his hand begin to shake. Because if you don't know anything about cleaning animals that you're planning on eating, if you make a mistake and you cut the wrong thing, you can ruin the entire meat. And this right here is what you have to sustain you. And I was thinking about a God who, when he was delicately putting you together, so oh, I got to get it right. I can't make no mistakes. This is my child. 
This is the one who I love. This is the one who I've called. This is the one that I have brought into being that, that is coming. And I've got to get it right. I want it right. And I, and I kind of got this vision. I could see God as he's creating you and me wonderfully and fearfully. And he calls Peter over. Hey, Peter, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Oh, man, look at that Kenny Burger. Wow, didn't I do a number on him? Didn't I do a number on him? Because that's the God that we serve. That's the God that loves us. That's the God that we love. He loves us so much that he wanted to get it right. And he wanted to get you perfect. And so I'm here to tell you that you are perfectly and wonderfully made. Exactly how God intended and that God, I can see him bragging across heaven, saying, look at my creation. Look what God created. It's wonderful. It's perfect. I didn't cut any corners. I knew exactly what I was doing. And as I'm hearing this, I hear the Holy Spirit. And he goes, Wonderful will be one of the names they call my son. And Isaiah, when he's coming forth, when they're prophesying about him coming forth, they'll call him wonderful. And that is how God created us, you and me. Wonderfully, perfectly, lovingly. He created us exactly how he needed you to be to fulfill what he wanted to do. Exactly how he needed to make you to do what it is that he has assigned for you. And he does have an assignment for you. Each and every one of us. I want to go to Romans, I mean, uh, yeah, Romans 5, chapter 5, 8 through 11. If you're questioning God's love and you really want to question and, and say, how does God truly feel about me? I mean, it, I, I, I see that you read this and I, and I get that, but and I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not, I, don't, I don't wake up feeling like I'm perfect. I don't feel like... I, I, I'm, I'm the apple of God's eye. I just, I, I'm dealing and I'm struggling with all these different things. I'm, I got all these hurts and I got all these pains and I got all these things I'm trying to work out in my life. And I'm just not feeling that I am perfect. I want to read Romans 5, 8 through 11. Everyone there? It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, 
we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I always thought that this was an amazing verse. I thought, man, what an amazing verse. I mean, that, that while I was a sinner, while I was doing the things that I wanted to do, while I was out just living a life of sin and, and just rebelling against Christ, the word says that he died for me. And I thought, what more love could anyone show? But then I realized that was only half of it. Because I realized that not only did he die for me while I was still a sinner, he chose to die for me knowing how I would trample his grace after I received him. He knew all the things that I was going to do after I received him, after I had the Holy Spirit, after I had the power to overcome the sin and the temptations, having the Holy Spirit in me. And yet he still went to the cross for me. He still said, oh, yes, Mike, I love you. This is who you are. You're, you're the love of my life from creation. I have loved you, and I loved you, and I loved you, and I'm going to go to the cross and die for you so that you can be forgiven of your sins. But it won't stop there. I know what you're going to do, Aquinas. I know the blunders. I know the mistakes. But my love will carry you through it. My love is so great that, yes, I'll still go to that cross when you throw your pearls before swine and your salt has lost its savor so that me and you can be together and that you can come to me and repent and be reconciled again. That is the God that we serve. You have to realize, maybe, you know, I, it's like, I, I feel like kids need to be taught who they are. The youth are being told who they are. Everyone's trying to tell them who they are. Us adults, what happens is, is in the struggles of life, sometimes we're, we're just confused who we are. And as we get into our senior years, we forget who we are. We forget. And God wants you to know who you are. You are perfect in his sight. He loves you with a love that you can't even comprehend. He loves you with a love that can't be measured. He, he, he's right now, he's saying, listen, I don't care where you're at. All you have to do is reach out. All you have to do is reach out. 
God gave me a vision, and man, I tell you, broke my heart. It was so loving. I could see him when I was messing up and I was going back like a dog to the vomit, the word says. And I seen him. He, he showed me where he came up to me. Come here, son. Let me wipe you away. Let me wipe you away. That is the God we serve. That is the love that he has for you. That is the value he has placed on you. Regardless of what you feel about yourself, regardless of what you're going through right now, that is the value that he has placed on you. The problem is, is that we've been so good at masking how we feel. We've masked it so well until Facebook came out. I tell you what, Facebook done took the mask right off of people. There's a lot of people I'm friends with. I'm like, Lord, I wish I would have never known that. I'm telling you. But a lot of us are hurting. A lot of us are struggling. A lot of us are going through things. And we think that we're alone. And we think, and God's saying, I have always known you. I have always known you. I knew where you were going to be as you were sitting in this church today. And my love is and always has been enough. Is and always has been enough because you have always been the love of my life. So where do we go from here? Okay, so we know now who we are. God. We know who we are. We know the value that was placed when he created us. We know the value that he has put in us. We know that, that how he, even knowing the things that we were going to be going through, that you've allowed Satan to beat you up over and over and over again. And God's just saying, just come back. Just come back. You may have done what they said you've done, but you're not who they say you are. Just come back. I've told you who you are. My word has told you who you are. Just come back. What do we do with that love? What do we do with it? God's plan has always been to use you. There is no one that comes to Christ that there isn't a destiny on your life. Now, yours may not look like mine, and mine not, may not look like yours. But when you are saved, when you come into the family of Christ, there is a destiny. There's a plan. God has a plan for you. And he wants to use you. He wants to use you. And he wants to see that fulfilled in your life. First Thessalonians, if you want to turn there, chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 7 and 8.
Now, I'm going to be honest. This is where the message starts really stepping on toes. It really starts stepping on some toes. Because once we know who we are, we got to know what it is that he expects of us, what he wants of us, what he desires of us. And he's a holy God. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. And he wants to do great things. But there's some things that we have to do in order to position ourselves for those things that God wants to do in our life. It says in verse 7, For God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who has also given us his Holy Spirit. So what is the call for us? What is God calling us to? Okay, God wants us to know who we are. He wants you to realize who you are. He's saying, get off the sideline because you are my chosen. You are the one I love. You are the one that I have stamped with my stamp of approval. I want to use you. So what does that look like? And the word tells us, as a church, God is calling us to holiness. And I'm not talking about a fake, manufactured holiness. I'm talking about a people who desire with all their heart to follow, obey, and represent Christ on this earth well. See, I think that we have allowed ourselves, because we know that, Salvation doesn't come through works. But there are things that we have to do if we want to see God be able to do all the things in us that he wants to do. You just can't live like the devil and expect the anointing when you come in here on a Sunday just to flow and you've been living like the devil all week. Now there is grace, there's mercy, and I will tell you I have been the beneficiary of it. I tell you firsthand, I mean, I'm not up here trying to tell you how, I mean, I'm telling you, I would have called anyone a liar who would have told me that God would have done something for someone, what God did for me in the midst of my worst times. If someone would have said, oh, you know what God can do, I'm like, no, 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 there ain't no way a holy God. So I have been the beneficiary of a God who does have exceedingly mercy and grace. Exceedingly mercy and grace. But there is a call for us to holiness. It's right here. God expects us to walk a life and, and, and walk in a way where we desire him and desire to be obedient to him and his commands. And that positions us. For God's anointing, God's blessing, God's protection, um, and, and, and the fulfillment of what God wants to do in us. I have experienced. I have. And, 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 you know, we look at this as a bad thing. 
we look at it as a bad thing. We're, 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 we're the kind, we don't want to be told what to do. I want to do what I want to do. You know, it's so funny because as God was developed this in my, my spirit, last um, Sunday, pastor was talking about marriage, and he was talking about the husband or wife that comes into a marriage and says, I want to be who I am, and I'm not going to change. I'm going to do what I do because this is who I am. And, and that flows in every area of our life, and I was like, man, that's amazing because that God was speaking that to me about how we as Christians want to live our life. We're like, well, listen, this is who I am. I just got a nasty attitude. That's who I am. I don't like people. That's who I am. I like to cuss. That's who I am. I like to cheat. That's who I am. And the reality is this, guys. We don't get to just be who we want to be. We have to make our lives line up with the word of God so that he can do in us and through us what he wants to do. We got to stop believing that we have a right to be who we want to be and to do what we want to do. We need to get in line with the word of God. We need to reflect him well. You say, well, I don't know how I feel about that, Pastor Mike. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, unfortunately for you, I got a verse in here that is in red. And when a verse is in red, that means that Jesus is speaking it. And for those of us, include, which included me, who used to walk around and think I deserved because he wouldn't have made me with anger. He wouldn't have made me with this or he wouldn't have made me with that. It was God's fault because, I mean, he created me. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that all those things in my life, or so that he can receive glory and honor when he took it away. When he removed those things, he was going to be able to receive glory because I knew that it was nothing that I could do. I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I mean, there's been things in my life, guys, I'm telling you, man, I've just prayed and prayed at the altar. I mean, oh, I mean, and, and just bawling, crying, Lord, please take this from me. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of dealing with the same things, Lord. You know my heart. You know my desire. I want. And then struggle again. Struggle again. Struggle again. But as those things are being removed. And they are. And they do. And they will. If we will continue to seek him and desire him with a pure heart. You know, it's. I've realized that there's a lot of times that I prayed for things that I really didn't want done. I, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. There's things I prayed for, God take it, and I'm like, I mean, I, I didn't really want it gone. I enjoyed it too much. 
But when my heart lined up with the word of God and when my heart lined up with God's heart and it, there became a true desire to see those things removed from my life, I see them just dropping, 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 dropping. To the point where it's like, Lord, I just want your heart. I want more of you. I want to see miracles. I want to, I, you know, I, I've been so blessed. But I want more. I want more. I want people to see you. I want people to recognize you. I want, I, I want things to happen that, they, that, that no one can deny. I was here Sunday. and Well, let me, let me read the scripture first because it will tie into John 14. 15 and 16. John 14, 15 and 16. Well, if y'all didn't want your toes to step on, this, this is not going to help. I'm sorry. But I'm telling you, boy, it, it, it was a gut punch for me. John 14, 15 and 16. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever what does God expect of us well first he wants you to know who you are he wants you to know the delicacy which you were made the love that was put into it the emotion and in, in, in how, how he poured everything out And he wants you to know what your call is. A call to holiness. A call to cleanliness. A life that reflects him well. And how do we do that? And this is Jesus. And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So let me ask you, if you love me, you keep my commandments. What does that mean if you don't keep my commandments? Now, I would all, and, and I guess we could say it like this. The degree of effort that we make in keeping his commandments is a reflection of how much we love him. Because we know we're not going to be perfect. But the more you make that desire in your heart to keep his commandments is a direct reflection of how much you love him and appreciate what he's done for you. Even before you would come to know him and after you would come to know him as Lord and Savior. I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm working this out myself. I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, help me. I asked him if I could share this and because I, I know what the Bible says about boasting about fasting. But, um, and I feel like he gave me permission. I mean, I spent last week fasting because I'm tired of how I respond to my family sometimes. 
I want his heart. I want to be better. I want to be better every day. And how I talk to my wife and how I talk to my kids is a direct reflection of my obedience to him. My gratefulness for what he's given me. I just want more. I want more of him. I want my heart. I want the things out of my life. And I'm tired of just playing games. Game time is over. I believe God's raising up a remnant. I believe, guys, that we are in the end time. And I believe that God is calling us to represent him. And we can't do it if we're still carrying all the baggage. We can't do it if we're carrying all the baggage. God needs a remnant that will go forth, who will proclaim his love, who will proclaim his goodness, and who will operate in the power and the authority in which he has given us. I purposely waited. I want to go back. We're still John 14. I read 15 and 16. Let's go back up to 12. What is, what is the outcome? What is the benefit? What is the result of a people who have said to them, to God, God, I'm tired of playing games. I want you to search me out. Search my heart, Lord. Start revealing the things in my life that need to be removed so that I can honor you, Lord, so that I can, I, I can be a testimony and a witness to your goodness. Verse 12, and this is who we are called to be, guys. This is who we're called to be. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater than these, he will do. Because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do. That my Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is who we have been called to be. We have been called to go out and be witnesses that Christ was the Son of God. That Jesus was the Son of God. There should be power. There should be authority. There should be manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There should be things that are happening that draws men to him. We are called to do things that lets people know that Jesus was the Son of God. That he was sent by the Father. That's what he's charged us with. He said, you go out so that people know that the Father sent me. That I am of the Father. And I'm going to give you authority and I'm going to give you power. So if we're not seeing those things, then we need to look inward. And we move down to that verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray my father, pray the father, 
and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. I don't know about you guys, and I've shared this with my children's ministry. I don't know what any prayer, I, don't, I, don't, I, I just, I can't think of a prayer that I can say for you that's better than Jesus. I mean, I, 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 I just can't think of, a, of how I can lay hands on you and pray over you a prayer that's better than Jesus. Now, I, I love laying on hands, and I, I believe in all that. And I, but if Jesus is promising and he's telling us that if we love him and we obey his commandments, he is going to pray to the Father. Do you think that prayer is going to be answered? I mean, I mean do you think it's going to be answered? I mean, I just can't see the Father telling Jesus, no, no, I just don't think so this time. I, I, don't, I don't like that Bradley Dowling, Pastor Bradley. I don't like, I don't like him. I'm just not going to do it, Jesus. No! How amazing is that? What a comfort that is to know who you are and know that we have the ability to go after God and knowing that Jesus Christ himself is praying for the Father to give you the very thing that you need to walk out this life in authority and obedience and in holiness. Set apart unto him. I mean, that's amazing to me. I mean, God's not trying to set us up. He's saying, listen, I've made it as easy for you as possible. My very son's going to pray for you that you get what you need. All you need to do is obey my commands. And again, he's not seeking perfection. Guys, that's one of the things that I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working out within in myself. I'm like, God, just give me a heart. Just give me a heart. Give me a heart that seeks after you. Give me a heart that desires after you. Give me a heart that really hungers after you, Lord. Help me. That nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table. Lord, if you want it, you can have it. Because all it's doing is getting in between me and you anyways. Because I'm living in guilt. I'm living in shame. I'm hurting people around me. And I just want to honor you. And I want to please you. Guys, he loves us. He's not a God who wants to beat us over the head. Believe me, I'd have dents all in my head if that was the case. I would be grossly deformed. But he loves us. And he's always loved us. And no matter where you find yourself right now, maybe he's just, you forgot. Man, wouldn't it be nice to see the sick healed? Wouldn't it be nice 
for the gifts to be operating. Maybe you disqualified yourself because, man, you just, right now you just feel like you're in a mess. You're in a fight for your life. You don't even like you. You're like, how in the world can God like me? I don't even like me. But he doesn't see you that way. Maybe you're a youth that's been tugged and tugged by people trying to tell you who you are. I'm here to tell you tonight, you're a child of Christ. He loves you. And there's destiny on your life. And this is just the beginning. Claim who you are. Claim who you are. Don't let anyone tell you who you are. And we need to teach our kids who they are. Let them experience the power. Let them have encounters with God that I, I always called it, it was a stamp on their heart. I'll give you an example. My son, Michael, several years back, had warts all over his body. It's breaking our hearts. He's in kindergarten, right? Kindergarten. For about two years. Took him three different doctors. I'm his children's pastor, and, and one night he gets ready to go to bed. And him, his mom's putting him to bed, and he's crying. And he goes, Dad, why hasn't God healed my warts? Why hasn't he healed my warts? We pray, we believe, we, I've been anointed. I mean, the boy was anointed with so much oil, they could have fried chicken on his forehead. in bed, they're putting him to bed, getting ready to pray, and I said, Lord, I need something bigger than me right now. I need a word that is smarter than I am, and immediately the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. Explain to him how you and your mom prayed for 13 years for warts. Explain to him how there's no one that can hear that testimony that doesn't have to give glory to God. That after 13 years of praying and how, how, how many lives were touched by the miracle. And I said, son, I know that we've been praying for two years, but God's going to make it in a way that no one can take the credit. They've seen them. They touched them. They asked you about them. It was probably maybe three months after that, about three months. We were having worship in Children's Church on a Wednesday night. Room full of kids and leaders. Some are here. Solid. After worship, he gets up. He's laying on the ground. I'm worshiping. I'm laying on the ground. And I look over because my spirit says something's happening over there. I'm looking at my son, and, and I'm like, okay. And I just continue worshiping. Well, he gets up, and he can't even talk. He's crying so hard that he can't talk. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And his mom's trying to figure out what's going on. 
Finally, we get him calmed down enough to where he can tell us what happened. And he said, Dad, during worship, God told me not to worry about my warts anymore. He's going to heal them. Three weeks later, they were completely gone. Three weeks later. That's what we need in the church today. We need not, not we don't need fluff. We need a true move of the Holy Spirit. And our testimonies will be used to show his glory and bring people into the kingdom. Guys, as we leave, Bradley, first, you've been struggling with who you are and your place, and you just felt beat down. Tonight, God wanted you to know who you are. And now that you know who you are, He's telling you where he wants to take you. And not just so that you can get rid of some baggage, but so that you can be a warrior for the kingdom and how he uses you. I just want to ask, I asked Bradley to play a song. I just really felt like God placed this on my heart. And I'm not asking anything special. I'm not asking. I just want to, if we will just stand up. Because I believe that God didn't have me share this for no reason. I believe that there's people here that said, man. Thank you, Lord. I needed to be reminded. And I just wanted us, as a thank you to God for his love and his care for us, that he wouldn't leave us where we were. But even more than that, he's going with us where we're going. He didn't leave us there, but he's also going with us where he wants to take us. And as a proclamation of, Lord, I heard you. And I want that for my life. It's just personal between you and God. I just want you as we worship. Some of y'all just need to reclaim who you are. Some of y'all, maybe things have been going well. And God said, now it's time for more. As we worship this song, let it not be singing, but a true worship, a, a worship. Lord, we give it to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have always cared for us, Lord. That we have always been the desire of your heart, Lord. And Lord, you've never given up on us, Lord. You never left us, Lord. You never, you, you've never said I 
I'm done. You are always willing, Lord, to pick us up, to dust us off, to polish us up, Lord, so that we can reflect you well in a hurting and dying world. Lord, we worship you in honor of your love, Lord. We've only scratched the surface And only had just one glance We tasted of your glory But there's so much more We're standing, we're standing on the horizon Yeah. 
sound of praise let the windows of the heavens and open wide it let it rain so open wide open wide it let it rain let it So let him. 
Sound of praise and let the 